0: Hello and welcome to the first Orange Broncos podcast. I'm Kyle Fredrickson, joined by Ryan O'Halloran both parts of the Broncos coverage team at the Denver Post. We are bringing you a postgame edition of the pod, the Broncos falling on the road in their regular season debut, 24-16 to 16 at the Raiders. Ryan, a little bit of the same old story, same old dance we've seen from this team in the past, a lot of the same issues lingering, just your knee-jerk reaction, yeah. what, what do you make of, of the debacle we saw
1: tonight? <laughs> What's well, a good way to put it, um, Yeah, I think you're right, it's a new book but sort of the same kind of chapters. Yeah, the score was 24-16. The yardage was Oakland plus seven. It wasn't that close. I mean, the Raiders came out. They punched them in the mouth. Uh, they converted on third down. They kept the Bronco defense on the field. They ran it to set up some shots uh, downfield. And uh, you know, only the Raiders' sort of semi-ineptitude allowed the Broncos to stay in the game. But, yeah, I will give the Raider defense credit. I mean, they gave up some yards. But in the red zone, the Broncos were 1-4. of four. And that was the difference. Uh, The Raiders scored touchdowns down there. The Broncos kicked field goals. I mean, it's a disappointing result. You want to show up better in week one, a division road game. But, you know, I think there's... Yeah, I'm not going to say there's stuff to build on because you won't know that till the next game. There's a hell of a lot of stuff to be concerned about, though.
0: And before we get into some of the minutiae of this game and what happened, just a couple more big-picture items. This was Vic Fangio's debut as an NFL head coach and a guy with – Considerable defensive acumen, who it seems like, listening to postgame comments, maybe got outplanned in some phases by John Gruden. Everyone talked about how well this offense looked in terms of what the Raiders did. They threw quick passes, they didn't allow any time for Chubb or Miller to get after him. What, what do you make of, of maybe what the Raiders did in this game as opposed to what the Broncos did wrong?
1: Well, I mean, I asked Derek Wolf after the game. I said, That looked like a Derek Carr game plan. He goes, He looked at me, he goes, Yep. He goes, catch it and throw it, catch the ball and throw it, and then bring in a, uh, an offensive tackle as a tight end and run it. So, I mean, that was a great plan by John Gruden. You know, you'll find out more when you watch it, but you know, I like think where Vic does his best work is on third and long, where he can send some rushers, send some brushers, mix some things up. They didn't have a lot of those situations. The Raiders had a ton of third and shorts, which they converted. Uh, they wore 10 of
0: uh, Ten of fourteen. 10 of 14. Third
1: down. I mean, that's pathetic. Um, so you got to do a better job on first and second down to to dictate things on third down. I, I thought I, I'd seen enough of Isaac Yadam midway through the second quarter. It's something maybe to dig in later in the week. You know, why didn't you give Devontae Bosby a shot? But it really, what it really shows, okay, they are really thin a corner. Bryce Callahan has shown no signs of being even close. I asked Vic after the game, hey, has he had a setback? He said he didn't have a setback this week. Well, he could run with that. But so a lot to be desired. Before we get in you know, the, you know, this is a glass is half full podcast. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Cortland Sutton. I'll tee up on him, 120 yards receiving. That's his career high. On some of those catches, he looked like a number one tonight. What he have to say after the game?
0: He did, and and for Cortland, he said what you'd expect him to say. Yes, these were great personal stats, doesn't matter in a loss, that sort of thing. But in terms of kind of talking to him about his game and the way he gained those yards, what I found more interesting was the fact that you know, he got a hundred plus yards and they weren't just all go balls. It seemed like last year it was all right. Hey, let's run Cortland deep and let's give him the ball. A lot of kind of those crossing post routes, intermediate stuff that kind of showed a little bit of a different skill set for him. A guy who's going to catch and then get yards after the catch seemed like Sutton last year, get a catch brought down because he's leaping for the ball. He's jumping for it this time, get it in stride. And we saw some flashes to where he's more than just that deep ball guy.
1: Yeah. The thing about Cortland is, you know, you know, he is a big guy. Big guys take longer to get going, so I think what I liked about his his throw uh, his catches tonight, he was catching them while moving. That means he can really stay at, stay at a good speed. The other second year receiver, Deshaun Hamilton, not a great night. Right. Um, he it was a quick slant. That ball,
0: it was right there. That was you a drop. Me mean, you probably could have caught that. Maybe, but maybe you. <laughs> Me for sure. I,
1: yeah. I would have had trouble getting off the the coverage. Uh, I give credit. Deshaun, uh talked after the game and uh, what he have to say? like he said, 99 times out of 100, right?
0: Yeah, 99 of 100. Yeah, he wore it. Um, impressive from Deshaun I think there's been some times in his rookie season where he hasn't been so cordial with the press or he's had a little bit of an attitude. But this was a game where he w- walked up there. He talked to us and said, hey, you know, if without that play, I think we would have won the ball game. And that's maybe a little hyperbole. I mean, the Broncos lost by more than just that four points, but that changes the momentum of the game. That gives the, puts the Broncos on the board a little earlier. The deficit, I think, is maybe one possession instead of two going down the stretch at times. So you could make an argument that that was a pretty big swing and, and maybe could have turned this in some ways.
1: Yeah, I mean, like Joe Flacco said after the game, that's not the reason they lost. Well, it's part of it. Um, you know a, a, a touchdown there maybe you get a three and out and then you may you know you're not thinking touchdown all the way you can get back into it but you know you put a bow on this one you know some people in the Denver meter are going to say there's a lot to build on <laughs> it was it was such a great effort I mean this is pro football you only get 16 chances at this. That makes next week's game against Chicago, which is like in five and a half days, that makes this one a biggie because you kind of figure the Chargers going to Detroit are gonna be two and zero. The Chiefs coming in Oakland, they're gonna be two and zero. You don't want to dig yourself a hole in the wild card stuff if you think you have a chance to contend for one of those spots. So, I mean, we'll wrap. I'll wrap it up this time. I have no more takeaways. So, Kyle, the floor is yours.
0: I will say, looking ahead, major, I guess, news for this team that, that we'll continue to talk about and consider, um, the injuries from tonight, Ryan. Uh, what, first series of the game, first or second series offensively? Second series for series. Juwan. Juwan James, the the Broncos' right tackle, the highest-paid right tackle in the league uh, when they signed him. Uh, goes down with what looked like a left knee injury. He was ruled questionable and then ruled out. Uh, did Fangio give any more perspective on the game Did not.
1: I mean, the fact that Juwan was, you know, no, it didn't look like he had a brace on, no crutches, but he was limping. Maybe they feel like it's not that serious, but we'll see. uh, We'll see on Tuesday. The Tim Patrick thing did look serious. He had a cast on his left hand, and I said, "You break it," and he wouldn't say, but he did say he slipped on the grass and his hand jammed into the turf. I mean, you could have like a wrist injury like that, ligament damage. So it's gonna be interesting to see what they do there, but. my last, I do have a takeaway. Okay, hit me with it. Um, Broncos, better players got to play better. Von Miller, did you hear his name called at all tonight? No. Bradley Chubb, Ron Leary, <laughs> give me a break. He had three <laughs> penalties, two and four. It was rough. Um, Flacco and Sanders. And, and so I think that's going to be this week is, hey, the best guys got to be your best guys beat a team like Chicago.
0: Absolutely. A lot more questions as we cover this team heading in, like Ryan, to a short week with the Bears coming to town, a bit of a reunion with Fangio and his whole club, so we'll be breaking down all the storylines heading into that game, of course. Uh, On that note, we'll sign off for the first Orange Pod in this post-game edition. Uh, We appreciate you guys listening to our late-night rambling. We will be back in the morning at Vic Fangio's press conference to give you guys continued coverage of the team. Uh, Be sure to subscribe to our digital product, and You can also get a print product delivered to your front door every morning, and we'll see you next time.